Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Happy Haven Podcast. Today we had Mark Rowe on, and um, you'll tell how much by the how much I'm laughing. Dude was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> One of my funniest guests. I had a super blast. And he also gave some really good in-depth advice on voice acting. So if it's something you've ever been interested, definitely give this one a listen, if anything other than to laugh, but to also learn something about getting into maybe something you've always been interested in. Either way, it was a good time, so go ahead, guys, listen and enjoy. Okay. I'll be out in a minute. I'm just hitting my little button. Oh, sorry. (laughs) That's staying in. (laughs) Um, No, I was going to say, hey, everybody, another episode of the Happy Haven podcast. And today I have. My name's Haven, and I'm so happy to be here. I just, I um, actually, I sell shoes in a little town outside of Atlanta called Shoeville, and it's, oh, yeah. I just, and I wanted to talk about those today. That's near Little Five Points. That's where all the cool artists hang out and stuff. Actually, did that did that sound too far west? Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Little Five Points is right in downtown Atlanta. It's where all the hipsters spend their parents' money and talk about how cool they are and buy vintage stuff. Awesome. Out here, that's called California. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh, my God. That's awesome. But no, go ahead and introduce well, yeah. yourself. As silence settled in, I'm sorry. Hi, everybody. I'm actually Mark Grau, which I didn't want to say that earlier because I thought, well, you'd probably hang up. So anyway, hi. How you doing, man? Pretty good. <laughs> Having a much better day all of a sudden. <laughs> so people know you from all kinds of cool voice work. I know you've done some epic video game franchises and whatnot. And uh, also you... um. You you do, like, uh, coaching, and you teach classes as well, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I've gotten to the point where now it's it's not even like – it's not a, a financial thing. It's just that I've been doing this for so long that it's – sometimes I get in trouble, as we found out earlier, not having filters. Um, but I think that that's important to let people, you know, really seriously know what's going on. You know, should you be doing this? Should you not be doing this? Is there room for people? Absolutely. But, you know, there are those individuals, it's very much like American Idol, where it's like, well, perhaps we should start with Hooked on Phonics. Um, you know, and then there's other people that are very, very talented, and, and there's room, and it's the, the, the power um, and, and basically the whole landscape of, of the voiceover industry has changed dramatically over the years. I mean, I've been doing this forever. It's pretty much, well, it's actually all I've ever done. And... It's, you know, the, the advent of the Internet and stuff, it's it's wonderful. It's opened up many, many more opportunities to a lot more people. On the other hand, it's also opened up the doors to a lot of BS where you can copy-paste. Why, look, I live in Pocatello, Idaho, and I'm the voice of Ford Chevy Budweiser Fox, and I sit at the right hand of God. It's like, really? Wow. <laughs> you know, I didn't know you could copy-paste that logo of God. But cool. You know, anyway. Uh, so, and, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of claims and things out there and not a lot to substantiate sometimes. And I, yeah, I think it's just the, the real thing is just being honest with people and, and truthful about what you can expect, what you need to do to get there. Um, this is one of those businesses that most people assume you can buy a USB mic, click it in your, you know, a computer, download Audacity, and hey, I'm a VO guy. 
And it's like, that, that's great. I'm not, I'm not you know, demeaning that, but there is a little bit more to it than that, especially depending on what level you would like to see that go to. Um, you know, if you, it's a very ego driven business. So there's many people that, yeah, I booked the job. Um, they're, they're paying you 20 bucks. Yeah, but I booked the job. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but they're paying you 20 bucks, you know, and, you know, the creativity portion, loving to do this. Yes, I've been doing this for over 40 years and I love it, but there is a business aspect. And you need to right. set a value on what you do. You don't start, you know, I think I'll start painting houses and then go, well, uh, <laughs> they offered me 10 bucks, so I'm, I'm just going to do that to get rolling here. It's like, well, no, set a value on what you do, you know. And that's that's important because it's one thing people don't understand is you if you have a client now that's paying you 100 bucks and you're going, wow. It's not like all of a sudden in six months they're gonna, uh, we, you know, we were sitting here, we saw Jesus, we'd like to give you 500. I mean, it's, you know, you're right. pretty much gonna rest at, the, at that rate. That's all, you know, so, and, and that's the business portion of it. So knowing your own worth is a good thing. Well, it's, it's knowing your own worth and sometimes, you know, knowing when to walk away. Right. You know, it's it's like, believe me, I mean, I, you know, even with my studio, with the O stuff, all of that, you know, we've all heard the, you know, it's, you know, we really don't have a budget on this, but the potential, and it's like, ow, I don't like to feel the potential, um, you know, and it's like, I, you know, you can play that out, but again, the pay-to-play sites, everybody knows there are those sort of steaming that, you know, that's where everything is going, I think. That certainly ha- it is a, a large factor and will be a segment, a big segment of the VO business. But again, a voiceover agent and a top voiceover agent, somebody that's really, they're, they're not getting paid unless you do. So they have a vested interest in going out there and getting you work. You know, right. if, if it's a, a thousand plus ten, you're getting a thousand, they're getting a hundred bucks. So they're going to push like hell to get you five thousand. So they make five hundred. You know, that's that's how they keep their doors open is making money off of you. You become a commodity. So and that's not to say that you get an agent and kick back on your client. There's too many people that believe both that and union affiliation. It's like, well, wow, I signed with SAG. I have an agent. So I figure the limo will be here around noon to pick me up. And, uh, <laughs> and it's like, why? it doesn't quite work that way. You know, it's, it's, you know, but at the same time, it does open the door to to nice, very high-paying jobs. I mean, you, sometimes it's pretty astounding. And But again, not to say there, there is a lot of work out there all over the place. Right. There, I mean, there really is. I mean, there's, I mean, even in my, you know, I'm, you're in, you're in California. I'm in Atlanta. There's voiceover work here. There's oh yeah, Atlanta. commercial work and Cartoon Network. Is here. There's all kinds of stuff. And, and it, there's all different levels, you know. Atlanta is a, is a very happening place. I mean, there's no, again, it's just being prepared, you know, for whatever happens. It's, it's like, you know, a great example of that is anime. You know, which people love anime and getting into that anime does not pay well at, at all. But 99% of it is non-union. Um, yeah. I've seen situations, honestly, where they may want you to do up to 10 to 12 voices and it's paid 100, 125, maybe 150 for the day. Yeah, I actually had Kyle Abair on. He was one of our first guests. Um, he was the first guest for the podcast when it launched last year. And I, I remember him talking about that. Sure. And it, he and does it, a lot of anime work. And it's, you know, it, again, it, it's it's rough. 
On the other end of the spectrum, I mean, I, I remember being approached way back when the movie Baron Munchausen, and they wanted that very daughtering old English, the adventures of Baron Munchausen, like he's this daughtering old Englishman with the jowls hanging down. And it was like, okay, well, it's a buyout. Would you do it for $15,000? It's like, let's see. I've got uh, an ex-wife, divorced, two kids in college. Shit, I'll drive over and make you dinner, too. Um <laughs> I was going to say something else, but we won't, we won't do that anyway. Um, once again, Mark needs filters. So, uh, you know, it, it, there's opportunities all over. It's just to keep yourself open to that. And honestly, you, you reap what you put forth. Um, I think a lot of people like this job because they assume that it's easy and you can just sit in a, well, God, I'm sitting in a room and I'm talking and I'm getting paid a lot of money. That's quite true. But at the same time, you do, you know, there is a the business aspect to this again, and you do need to to push that in a in a correct and legitimate way. You know, don't don't you know, there's too many people that make so many claims and silliness. I mean, I've even had people that have, you know, claimed they were the lead in this cartoon series. And it was like, really? And it was. Oh, yes. And it was like, whoa, uh, um, we recorded that series. <laughs> and ooh, ooh. You know, and it's like, well, I, I mean, I, I was very involved with the scratch tracks or something. It's like, oh, okay. And the whole thing is just, just be honest with yourself. That's all, and with everyone else. I, you know, it's like, just, just nobody, nobody cares. It's like, you know, there's a certain power. A great example is, is Los Angeles. There's an awful lot of people here that put on the airs. You know, and right. it's like, you know, the guy is driving, a, you know, a $90,000 BMW and living in an $800 a month out in the, you know, in the valley, you know, and it's like, well, at the end of the day, when you look down, <laughs> it's the same size, my friend. Um, so, you know, there, there's not really, you're not impressing anyone other, other than yourself. And so just the the other thing, too, is, you know, when you look like you, I, I know I use the Internet and you'll see a lot of celebrity pictures and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. The main reason for that is that it, it legitim it's not just a claim, it legitimizes what's going on. Right. Uh, and that's and that was really it's not you know, being arrogant or you know, God you, people go, Well, you know, how did you tell because the legendary legend it, that came actually from an old friend, Elliot Gould of all people, who wow. was in seeing all of the pictures and he goes, Good God, look at this. He goes, It's like it's like you're legendary. You know, and I went, Well, oh, thanks. Okay, we'll see about that. I'll um, take it. So, you know, but but the key is just, you know, you don't believe the BS. I mean, it's too, it, it's with everything, uh, you know, enjoy the ride and, and be very thankful and understand we're all very blessed to be doing what we do. You are a success if you've done, you know, if you've done anything at this and you've made a, some money, then somebody paid you to talk. And that's, that's quite a feat. What, you know, it beats the hell out of dig, digging a ditch or, or, you know, unless you like digging dishes and doing manual labor, there are people that enjoy that. But I'm just saying that overall, it's really a wonderful, wonderful way to make a living. And, you know, and if you've done a little bit anything, you know, be successful. But you don't need to, you know, layer on the crap and go, you know, talk about, again about all of the stuff you've done on the Internet is insane for that sometimes. I always tell people, don't nobody, <laughs> nobody puts on the, you know, oh, I got up this morning. Uh, my armpit stink. I took a poop. Boy, did that stink. And, uh. Then I've got, I noticed my stomach is kind of hanging over my pant. No, it's all, well, I got up this morning and realized I had 38 auditions and 29 jobs. Then I got on my private jet, you know, and it's like, oh, for heaven's sake, really? You know, 
and and you know just be aware you don't necessarily want to believe sometimes you miss the reality in life and you miss the good stuff it's like don't worry about the bs everybody's like you know let's take another picture because the lighting on that one's not that good let's do it and it's you know it's like it's life guys so just enjoy it and be real about it and if you're real and you're honest i think that comes back to you you know golden rule i guess wow Huh. And as he says, that's, that's pretty. No, that's that's really good. I'll tell you, I I you thought know, you were stunned, silence, thinking to yourself, God, this guy's full of crap. No, it's um, <laughs> you know, I was gonna say what you said about people thinking you can just sit around in your pajamas in a room in your own house and you talk into a microphone and then you send it off to the studio and then you're like, ha ha. But every voice actor I've talked to, including you, has said that it's actually a lot of work and it is not the easy thing that it looks to the outside. Well, it's one of the, it's, it's to be careful what you wish for. It's like, you know, when you, you know, take on a client, when you take on an agent and realize, you know, it's a mutual relationship. And so that being said, there is quite a bit of responsibility that for you, to be timely, to make sure st- you're sending stuff that the, the way that it's asked for, you're labeling stuff the way it is, you're showing up on time, all of that kind of stuff. Now, there's times, you know, I'll tell people, they go, you know, well, what's an average? Right now in L.A., if you book one out of roughly 30 auditions, that's considered very, very good. But understand that if you have a good top agent, you may be auditioning. I would say an average day is between eight and 12 auditions. A crazy day may be upwards of 30. Now, that's everything. That's animation. That's narration, promos, lots of video game stuff, a little bit of everything. You know, it's not overwhelmingly glamorous when you're sitting here at 10 o'clock at night and your voice is like, gosh, I mean, it sounds like I have Tourette's. I'm sure on some of it, it's like, great, send it. You know, it's like, because it, it's, it can be very tiresome. And I understand that, you know, well, you, you know, quit whining, you big wish, you're sitting in a room and you're talking. I get it. The session that I had, yeah, well, that was, you know, four hours and 20 characters. Now people go, oh, well, that's, and I, that's not meant as a, oh, wow, God, 20 good. But trust me, you, you walk out of that place and you feel like you've been in a boxing ring for, you know, 12 rounds. Right. You're beat up. Absolutely. I mean, you're talking to an, uh, an old, you know, hardcore punk singer. So, yeah. Using your voice can kick your ass a little bit. It can. It can really, <laughs> and again, the physicality where you're taking on a character. You know, we did uh, four days of, of ADR on the Warcraft movie. Most of the guys that were we were all involved with the game starting way back when. Yeah, I was going to say you're on the first World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, going that, that far back, but I mean, it, you know, it's like we were loud going, can't, can't Oryx just talk? You know, can't they all just get along? And it was like everything was a battle scene with that kind of, you know, no, you know, and it's like, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> 10 hours of that. And you're like, yeah, that was really great. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I mean, it can, it can really, really beat you up. And, you know, the thing is, you know, when, when it's it's things like you know demos all the it is is it a competitive business absolutely, 
but it really isn't a hell of a lot more competitive than any business. If you don't send out, you know, five resumes and go, well, nothing's going on. Guess I'll just go on unemployment. No, you send out 500, you know. Right. In this case, we'll realize the competitive portion comes with be prepared and do what you do. Don't pattern yourself. I love when I get, you know, demos. I get I average probably 50, 60 demos a week from people all over the country at the studio. And you'll kind of go, well, I do a dead on Homer Simpson. Dope, dope. And it's like, well, first off, that wasn't close to dead on. And secondly, Dan's not going anywhere. So why do that? Like, you know, do your own stuff and make make it yours and do it just a notch better than than somebody. And there's I, I call it when I'm coaching, I talk about copy and call it road mapping. And there's a way to look at copy so that you really get a feel of what's going on. The funny thing is with direction on copy. Direction is wonderful, but do you remember in Pirates of the Caribbean where he goes, well, it's not exactly rules, it's more guidelines. Guidelines, yeah. Well, that's kind of what direction is. If they knew precisely what they wanted, they would just go hire that person. In this business, they don't really know until they hear the voice. Otherwise, you wouldn't be, it wouldn't be sifting through 200, 500, 1,000 auditions for something. Right. And that it goes proportionally with how big, you know, whatever the project is you're doing, proportionally, the, the amount of auditions will go up with that. Um, you know, so it, it's again, you, you can get so bogged down with that that your brain starts fighting you. And it's, you know, so as soon as you start reading, you're like, no, no, no. They said they wanted more gravitas. <laughs> no, no. But they said they wanted humor. OK, it's supposed to be like William H. Macy, but with Jim, James Carey or no, no, Jim Carrey's comedy time. No, James Earl Jones. Who do they say they wanted? OK, so I like Sam Shepard. I mean, it's like, who are we talking to now, Sybil? I mean, it's it's <laughs> like, like, you know, and, and what happens is you end up with a very stilted read because you're you know, brain is, you can see it's like Homer Simpson gears, you know. Um, so there's a way to to work around that so that you're not, you know, stuck in that mode. And, that, and that's the important thing. The thing that people miss, the two biggest things that are going to get you work is your demo and your audition. Right. You know, doing a demo at home with, with you know... <laughs> Well, I decided to go outside. You did? Yes. Okay, where are you going? Well, I thought I'd go over here. You did? Yeah, he's going over there. Well, the, uh, you better not go. The, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, that's, um, I've had people, I had one woman in particular, they sent, sent me a demo, and she kept coming. You know, there was a different kind of that line between being tenacious and being a pain in the butt. She crossed that line to the pain part. Yeah, she would call up. Well, if you played my, you said you were going to play my demo to someone. I mean, you promised it. It was like, darling, I played it to everyone. I don't think it's been received really the way that you were (laughs) intending. I'm sorry, lass. It was a crappy demo. Oh, it, it truly, truly, truly. <laughs> I mean, and basically what it was, was that like sitting in a kitchen doing what I was just, just going through. Well, I don't think I should go. You don't know. And it's like, okay. Well, anyway. Um, so th- again, that demo, that's a slice, man. You need to grab them. You need to go, you know, holy, come here and listen to this. You know, it's, it's, that's a, a little bit of, of smoke and mirror showbiz style. Hell right. yes. That's what it is. You know, and it's like, you know, people talk, well, it really needs to encompass your signature sound. 
Well, your signature sound is your voice. Imagine that. Is there things that are going to be more in your wheelhouse than others? Absolutely. Right. And of course. But, you know, don't do things that are, you know, if, if people are into animation and video games, stuff and want to do that. It's not quantity. It's quality. You know, so that and that's so make sure that I love guys, that, you know. Well, I've got 409 voices on my demo, and it sounds like you're doing every one of them. You know, it's like, that's not really what you want to do. If you do, you know, five or six voices, great, go for it. Right. You know, it, it's not, so it's, you know, just do do what you do, put yourself out, but make sure the thing that people miss is now because of the internet and because how everything is so connected worldwide, you know, when you're, Throwing your hat in the ring, you're now throwing your hat in the ring with all the people that you look up to, you know, with Mark Hamill and Rob Paulson and Jess Harnell and myself and Tress. Yep. And, you know, I, I mean, you, I mean, you're now competing with with all every all of those guys. So you better have your A game. I got to talk to Rob Paulson and Maurice LaMarche on the show um, at MomoCon last year. Yeah, they're dear. In fact, we used oh, to. Oh, do- my gosh. Thinking in the brain together, they're wonderful. Both of them, I love them both dearly. They're they're uh, they're, they're old. These are you know that's classic. I mean, these are friends. They've known for God probably. We go back, Rob and I, good lord, to doing the original uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with Fred Wolf. You know, oh. and and Maurice, good lord, Inspector Gadget. Um, yeah, so I yeah, we did a bunch of Pinky in the Brain, and so yeah, they're very very dear, very genuine, and and just really very good and extraordinarily talented. Absolutely. Yeah, see, I mean, and you know, I've said it on the show a bunch. I, I, I've always gravitated more toward voice actors than screen actors for some reason. Um, Boy, and, I have something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, right. He wasn't quite right in the head. No, um, you know, I, I, just, I just always have. I get more out of, out of, I, um, you know, talking and following them. Um, so, you know, getting to talk to people like you and Mr. Paulson and Mr. LaMarche is sometimes it's crazy. I had um, Larry Kenny on right. uh, this weekend, and as soon as he did the the Lion-O voice, I was five again. Oh, I bet. On sure. the show, you know. So, I mean, I've always, voice acting has always um, caught my attention and caught my heart a lot more than than regular screen acting. It, it, it sincerely has. I mean, I found out that he was the mascot for Cocoa Puffs, and when he did Sonny, I was just like, holy cow. <laughs> so it was, you know, I've, I've always gravitated more toward that. And I actually did um, a voiceover audition this year for the first time. I've, I've never pursued it. Um, it's like my writing. I write all the time, but I never have the guts to do anything with it. And, um, you know, and, and that's my thing to work on. Um, you know, is confidence in what I can do, I guess. Well, and that's, but, that's the other issue also is because it can be somewhat daunting because now, you know, 99 and 9 tenths percent of your audition work is going to be at home and self-directed, you know. Right. So now not only are you engineering, you are directing yourself and it's that classic, you know, you'll do, you know, the upside is you can do, you know, 5,000 takes. The downside is you'll do 5,000 takes and still go, I, I don't like how I slated my name, you know, and it's like, that's all right. Just let it go. <laughs> you know, but, I mean, but, it was literally for um, somebody doing an amateur thing with some DC characters 
And, um, you know, like n- not even a real audition audition. It was just somebody on Twitter was like, hey, I'm putting together this thing. And, you know, there were three different characters to read for with three different accents. And I've always been a giant doofus and I slip in and out of accents with people. And I'm always like, I- I'm really good at doing those. And then when it was something that where it actually mattered, I was just like, that is the crappiest dot, dot, dot that I've ever heard. That is the crappiest dot, dot, dot that I've ever heard. That one was really bad. I don't think I can do the accent. Like, if it's just your brain just starts punching you in the soul as soon as it actually mattered. And it was the first time I'd ever done it. And I was like, I'm kicking my own ass way more than the notes I'm getting for these. Well, sure. And that's one of those things, again, where it just, yeah, it, you, you will beat yourself up. And you just, you the, the whole key, that's one of the things I talk about in coaching. It's like, you know, when you first learned how to drive your car, you know, we're like, oh, my God, okay, I'm putting the key in the ignition. Here's the seatbelt. And you're extra, you know, like, oh, and the mirror. And uh, no, no, you get into the seatbelt, and it's gone. I mean, it's not, you're, it, you're, it's second nature. And that's, that's where you want that auditioning technique. That's exactly where you want to go with that so that it becomes second nature. You're not even really giving it any thought. It's like, oh, yeah, great. No, I, I got this. This is easily done. Not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was so different. I've always been like, I admire that. And, of course, you know, I think everybody at some point in, internally goes, I could do that. I could do that, no problem. And then they're like, well, sure, you can do, you know, I, and I like you said, with your demos, and I'm sure you've seen it and experienced it, is people who think they can do a couple impressions. And then they're like, oh, I can do. And then they're like, yeah, but you need to be able to act with it. And that's a big thing. Like, I did... I did. I've done theater stuff, right? Right. But you have to incorporate that, and you just pretty much have your voice. Now you can move your body around. I've seen a lot of videos and stuff of the really good voice actors. They, oh, sure. Well, like, that's, like, the, you, you that's become, the physicality of a character, absolutely. Right, but you have to. But the only thing that the audience is going to get is your voice. They're not going to get that. So you have to. Yeah, it's a lot more complicated. I found out trying to do one audition for a little rinky-dink project than what I'd ever thought, you know, before I've talked to voice actors and, you know, talking to you and listening to what you're saying, but when it actually mattered for something that I wanted to do, it was a very different crashing reality of of what voice acting actually is and, and what it entails. It can be, you know, again, once again, man, like anything else, you just, you get to a point where you just, it's like, okay, sure, yeah, you, you've got it. And, and understanding, you know, the, the differences between voices. Animation is inherently lighter, cute, funny. The demographic is not always, but usually younger, unless it's adult swim and that sort of thing. Right. Whereas video games are inherently darker. You know, we, we always laugh and that, you know, it's like if it's rated E for everyone, now we're going to paint the flower. And if it's rated M for mature, the fuck the flower, man, rip the fucking petals off, kill everything. You know, I mean, it's like <laughs> a little bit different feel, you know. You know? So, 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 yeah, awesome. um, but, you know, so that, that's. You know, and it, again, you just and that's that same thing. Even even interpreting copy, it's the same thing. You can look at, and, and that's once again where you go, oh, okay, great, I know right where I need to go with this. The direction is fine, but the copy—that's what's telling me what's happening. Right. And um, you know, he said there's another round for different characters, and he wanted me to read for. He wanted me to definitely re audition, 
Right. But it wasn't for what I initially went for. He was doing a next round that's supposed to be next month and all that. And, you know, I'll try it again. But, you know, I mean, at this point, I'm almost 40 years old. And I actually do have a really good job where I'm pretty much left to my own devices for 40 hours a week. I kind of right. get to self-govern. And, um, you know, so, I mean, I, it's not something – I have my podcast and – I'm getting to meet all kinds of cool people, and I'm going to the local cons and stuff, and do it with journalist access, and getting to go and take the kids and go have a fun weekend and talk to right. people and stuff. So you know, it's not something that at this point in my life I think I would put the brakes on everything else and try to do. Mm-hmm. But I've just always been fascinated by it, you know. Sure. You know, it's just it's it's you know it it's kind of once again it's almost the classical you know you will reap what you what you put into it. You know, and there's some people that just kind of do a little bit, and then there's other people that go for it full bore. You know, I was lucky in that I just kind of fell into it, and that's basically all I've ever done forever. You know, so, you know, and it's it's good. It's, it's you know, I certainly wouldn't change anything, man. I, I love it. It's been a, an amazing ride. Um, you know, like we were talking about earlier, there's a, a couple of things out there that are coming up too that are, are massive, and it's it's great. Man. I mean, I've, I've certainly no no complaints at all. And even if I did, no one would care and say, "Shut up, you whiner." So, <laughs> but <laughs> so so so, what initially got you into into doing that? Did you do stage and theater stuff first, or radio, or no, not at all. I did radio. I actually grew up. My dad used to anchor news out here at Channel Five at KTLA, so I grew up with actually Dawes Butler of all is my godfather and and wow. grew up with with him and stan freeberg doing a, a live puppet show calling called time for beanie um so i grew up you know sitting there watching that it was not any i mean i had no aspirations at that point of being a vo person i just was like wow that's really cool um and, and you know and things just kind of took the course radio i had you know a whole cast of characters that would bring on the air and then of course realized very rapidly when the door was kicked open and the manager would go my god i can't believe you just said that on the air apologize to the chevy dealers you know it was like um this this is probably not a great job for me um you know or the, the we just want you to meet with a consultant it's like let me let me get my stuff and put it in the car first <laughs> um and, you know, but, but voice, I always enjoyed doing production and day and that kind of stuff. And it just fell to that and, and got to the point where, where it was actually paying, paying all of the bills and being well. So, you know, and it just continued on. It's now been, good God, well for 40 years. So that makes me feel young and spry. I don't, <laughs> Sorry, man. You promised me jello. <laughs> I'm going to get a call from sort of. What did you do? He won't get off the couch. What did yeah. you ask him, you monster? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, so that you know that was basically the the exam, man, and just continue on, just roll roll with the waves. <coughs> Hold on, the doc. Hey, shush it. I'm gonna just so you know too. I'm gonna have to run in a bit because I've got a, a two thirty coming up here. So. Oh, okay. No, no. I mean, I hey, I appreciate the time I was able to have. It was way more. I would have just been a giant dork and talked about all the things you've been in. You actually gave me um, a super insightful podcast to, for everybody to listen to and actually get a really good grasp on on what it takes. I mean, there may be some potential voice actors in my audience, and this is something that actually makes something really happen for them. That they take your words and reach out sure. to you for more. You know, so. I absolutely. I would. That would. That's. I'm always, always open to that. Absolutely, man. 
Well, that is awesome. And don't worry. I, I know uh, I, I know when to start the tape. So, you know. Good goal. Good work. Earlier conversation I, stuff. We're both safe. <laughs> you cut out that part about Harvey Weinstein, right? I didn't even know I had too many drinks, all right? Just leave me alone. He said <laughs> the part would make my career forever. He told me his name was Harvey Miller. No, okay. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, sorry. <laughs> Thought, does, does everybody do table reads in a hotel room? Okay. How come how come I'm the only one that's supposed to read? <laughs> you know. This isn't sketchy at all. I'm going forward with my behavior. <laughs> no, there's no problem with this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Just like I tell everyone else, um I it's open door. Anytime you want to come back on, I'll definitely reach out every once in a while and see if you want to come back on, you can reach out whenever. Thanks, and, buddy. Uh, that, I will definitely great. make time. Awesome, man. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for having me, buddy. It was, it was, it was nice. It was a lot of fun. It was really awesome. I, I, I really, it's the middle of my work week and I needed to laugh as much as you were able to make me laugh. So I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, my pleasure. Yes, sir. You have a blast. All right, Jason. You too, buddy. Thanks. All, right. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, I'm looking to grow the Happy Haven this year. Uh, January, I already had more listens than I had all of last year, so the show's definitely growing. Make sure to tell your friends. Share it out on Twitter, share it out on Facebook, uh, in person, word of mouth. Um, if you could, head over to SoundCloud and follow my profile or uh, write a review and give me a five-star on iTunes. I'd super appreciate it. Thanks, guys. <laughs>